This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Believe it! This week, it's PlayStation's turn to give us the goods with their latest State of Play showcase. But do they? We finally get an apology from just one of the developers of Marvel Avengers. Meanwhile, gamers may be upset at Rocksteady for the same mistakes that Marvel Avengers has made with their latest game, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Street Fighter VI continues the hype with their latest roster and announcements, as well as a new comic book series coming soon. Then, in our final stage, I play Like a Dragon Asian for the PlayStation 5. All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select Start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select Start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Welcome back to another game-filled edition of Select Start, the video game podcast for Talk Time Live. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. We got a lot of news to talk about today in the world of gaming. But before I do that, a little, little bit of a rant. Philadelphia and their and its weather. I don't know. I can't speak for the rest of the Delaware Valley if you're call if you're listening from Jersey or Delaware or whatever like that, because you know we're part of Tri-State. But my God, just yesterday, I was outside. With a t-shirt, 70 degree weather, sun beaming at me, my Ray-Bans on, just chilling, having a good time. Today, 43 degrees. (laughs) I got to put on a coat and a scarf today. What is going on? I hate this fickle weather. I wish I lived in an area where it was just balanced the whole time. There's like 60 or 70 degrees every day without any hurricanes or earthquakes or whatever like that. I, you know, mudslides or whatever. Just, I need that in my life. We all need that in our lives. Wouldn't it be awesome if we could just do that? If we stop polluting everything and, you know, creating our own chaos. But that's a whole other story for another time. We got uh, quite a bit of news to talk about. Sony PlayStation brought their state of play this week um, to see if it rivals Nintendo Nintendo's epic Nintendo Direct Showcase. Never usually do, but it's always a puncher's chance. I think this one overall was a solid presentation it was a solid showing uh mostly you know promoting their vr2 lineup of games which i gotta say you know i'm not down with the vr thing you know at all i said the same thing about first person shooters and turn-based games (laughs) but you never know but i just i i I can't i just right now right now i refuse to you know have myself put on a stupid helmet and wave my arms around when i got a like 55 or 60 inch you know tv eight you know smart tv with 4k resolution on air that i could just look at like i don't have to go that deep for gaming 
I don't want to go that deep for gaming. And honestly, I'm not really thrilled of paying an extra, what, $250 or something like that to play it. Added to that, Sony has a history of not fully supporting their third party projects. And, you know, we saw what happened with the PS Vita. We saw what happened with the PSP and the PSP Go. Both of them were extraordinary pieces of hardware with a excellent collection of games, both in Japan and the US. But Sony had, for some reason, has the consistency of not promoting their other products, of not consistently promote. And, and here you have Nintendo been around since 1889 over 130 years of you know an established company they constantly promote every if you look back at all the history they promoted every single one of their uh their handheld hardware every one of them just as much as they did the actual main consoles that they put out they promoted them all and they constantly even like when the switch came out they were still promoting like you know the 3ds stuff and and it's it, it still bringing out stuff for that it's still promoting it's still putting out commercials and advertisements for it playstation does not do that and that's what always worries me is like i cannot buy outside of the main consoles like outside of the ps1 2 3 4 and 5 it's hard for me to go out of that realm to invest in what they do because even though the quality is awesome and is there eventually they will stop promoting it eventually they will stop pushing it and it's a shame it's a shame because they really had a you know they really had a their hand in the game psp and a ps vita absolutely without a doubt are the better game handhelds than, than what nintendo was putting out they were so much better more had better games more powerful games Yet for some reason Nintendo still exists. That's not the fault of um, that's the fault of of Sony and PlayStation. That is solely the fault of them. They could have easily beaten uh, Nintendo many a times on the handheld case, and they just didn't. The PS Vita was like the PS3 in your hand, and you failed to do it. Now Nintendo has the Switch, which is you know arguably their greatest console and their greatest handheld. And they just failed to do it so you know forgive me for not having faith in this vr too but with that said i did like what they were putting out for these games you know i'm not another thing i'm not a big fan of with the vr is it is like the disembodied hands I, i'm not a fan of that like it took me years to actually get it to want to play a first person shooter with melee and all the stuff to see the at least the hands go you know connected to the body now you have a VR deal where like you're, you have two disembodied hands that are just floating around and stuff like that. So I, I, I want to be more involved with the game series. Like if I, I just, I don't know, there's a lot to the VR thing that I'm not a fan of the hardware and all that stuff. I'm just not a fan of it. Also, after watching sword on, um, you know, sword online, I can't get it to, I, I don't want to, I don't want the idea of, of VR doing, manipulating my, you know, my optics, let alone my brain. <laughs> Sword Art Online really kind of traumatized me, especially the first episode when everybody was plugged into the, you know, to the game and then they all got killed. 
from playing the game and he couldn't get out the game. A little bit traumatized from that. Who's to say that that can't happen? But nonetheless, we're going to talk about all, all the uh, announcements that were there. Um, we're also going to talk about other things outside of that as well. Uh, you know, some of the development, some of the announcements in the state of play led to some other news that have come through. So we'll be talking about that. We're also going to talk about an apology that fans and gamers and consumers have been waiting for probably since day one of its release. And we'll get down to that. But talk, um, talk about a game that I actually enjoyed this week. And that is like a Dragon Ishin, which we'll talk about in our final stage and uh, what I thought about it. Ryu Gagotsugu Studios once again, you know, bringing out some bangers out there. So we'll be talking about that. But is, is it is it perfect? That's the question. Is it what, what grade am I going to give this? Because I mean, there are some things that I had some issues with, with the game, but we'll talk about that in our final stage from this. So let's get started with our state of play announcements. All right. The biggest part of the state of play announcements was mostly covering PlayStation VR 2, but also some other games that will be arriving in PlayStation 5. And I'm just going to talk about it because it was the last thing that they talked about in the state of play. But we're going to talk about this first. Thank you to IGN. This is the one thing I think they get right sometimes is that they give me the ability to uh, list off some of the things that I don't have to write about. And I can just talk about here. So thank you for IGN for the listings of everything that was announced in that game. So. We're going to go off the top. Rocksteady gave us an extended look of the gameplay of what to expect on Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League, which from a story standpoint, visual standpoint and a gameplay standpoint, all looks awesome. Uh, we got to see the Flash, who apparently the storyline here is that the Justice League has been taken over by Brainiac and it's up to Task Force X, a.k.a. the Suicide Squad, to be able to uh stop them and in doing so they might have to kill them so that is the uh that is the situation with that game there and we got to see gameplay we got to see audio we got to hear Samoa Joe as um King Shark and um which is absolutely freaking awesome I that was my real draw to this game is like Samoa Joe is one of my all-time favorite wrestlers um you know I got to see him at Ring of Honor in 2003 at the Murphy Rec Center which is like a a basketball court in South Philly and I watched him perform to see him be able to make it this far and to do this I love this he deserves it he's one of the most awesome wrestlers he's hardworking. he's a very nice guy outside the ring I mean this is a guy who would take time even back then during the times when he was um, not making as much money as he was or didn't get these opportunities he would even if he had to catch a flight he I, when he took a picture with me and a fr an um, old friend of mine he actually stopped he had to he said he had to catch a flight but he took that picture that's the type of guy he is and this is a guy that deserves to get the opportunities that he's getting um seeing the gameplay and everything it looks wild it looks absolutely wild you see harley quinn you see deadshot you see king shark boomerang man uh, and all their abilities and everybody, every one of the characters have their own different types of abilities. Harley, Harley is going to be able to pretty much be the Spider-Man of this crew and swing around everywhere and, you know, you know, do melee attacks. Uh, Deadshot uh, will be able to hover and fly around, but also, you know, target, you know, areas and, and shoot areas while in the air. King Shark is the Hulk of the group. So he's just going to be make, creating chaos all 
down. He's part, you know, taking out Brainiac's minions and taking out the Justice League. Captain Boomerang, very interesting, has a gauntlet that allows him to uh, have the power of the Speed Force. So he's going to be kind of the flash of this deal in here. And um, I like what is going on here. I like what is going on here. However, there is, you know, there is some other things that we're going to talk about in a minute. But for that, they also did announce that there will be a lot of customizable things, a lot of post-launch support and this cosmetic, you know, deals. You'll be able to, you know, uh, you know, upgrade your guns, your weapons, uh, modify them, you know, custom, really visually modify them in, in um, you know, up, up their power and everything from the guns to the gauntlets, everything, your suits, you're going to be able to play different suits. So you'll be able to play it your way. This sounds a lot. If this sounds familiar, this is a lot of what Marvel Avengers was attempting to do, allowing you to have your own characters being created in the same fashion uh, to be a customizable experience for you. Like they had it like Harley wearing Wonder Woman gear. They had King Shark um, wearing Superman's, you know, costume and whatnot it's really fun stuff but we've seen this from marvel avengers before there's going to be a lot of comparisons from marvel avengers here and that's not a good thing to be compared to in a lot of ways um there's also this situation that people found out and we don't i i, I will say this we don't know every detail about this but it is apparent because it's said it in the website and this is upsetting people right now and one of the things that is um that that kind of really upset people and kind of was is becoming a turnoff to uh gamers is that we knew that the multiplayer faction was you know was going to be live service and it was going to be um online reliant we weren't expecting this from the single player experience and in fact the single player experience will need and be required to have online deal now they say it, it, it requires an online connection. We don't know exactly what for in a sense. I don't know because I know I know some games did require online connection for certain reasons, but you didn't it, it didn't it wasn't relying fully like I don't we don't know. They haven't explained it thoroughly enough to say whether we can play this offline because here's the thing. Um, I'll give an example. Devil May Cry 5 had you know the single player also had online connections too but you didn't need it if it if in fact you didn't have offline play you could still play that but they used it because there were other characters that were also playing in the game and like ghost characters or whatnot that you were playing in the game so i don't know if that's the reason why you need it but the idea or the sound that you need an online connection is upsetting a lot of people online a lot of gamers who are looking forward to playing this game who's looking forward to playing a rocksteady game because they haven't played one since the arkham series and this is connected to the arkham series this is based five years after the events of arkham knights so um this is bad i mean like this is this is not good this is this is sounding a lot like the mistakes being made from marvel avengers and Hopefully there will be some more explanation to this because if this is true and there's a lot of people, this is, this is getting some unwarranted. So I, I wouldn't say unwarranted. This is getting some unintentional backlash. Um, cause people, when it comes to single player game, 
you can do whatever you want with the multiplayer aspect. That's a choice. But don't mess with the single player. Don't mess with people single player deal. Like, this is why I think people want it. When it came to Overwatch, people love Overwatch, but they wanted a single player experience from Overwatch. Overwatch is doing the, P the PVE thing, which they still haven't done yet. Um, we still haven't got that experience yet. And it's, you still need online connections to it. The idea is that like, if anything happens in your neighborhood, like say like you're, all right, say the internet, like Xfinity screws up the internet or they do a maintenance or something like that. That means you won't be able to play that game. That means there's no gameplay for that game at all because you need the online connection. So any of these live service games, this is where I have issue with. And this is, I don't, when I buy a game, I want full control of the game. That means I, if I purchase a game for 60, 70, well, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, or even a hundred, I expect to have full experience of the game. I expect to have ownership of that game. I don't want my game experience being controlled because I don't have online. I don't want that to happen. I want an offline experience. You can make that as an extra, but I'd rather you not mess with my single player experience because most people, much to, much to their disbelief, they like single player experiences better. They prefer single player experiences. I'd rather not the single player experience not, you know, involve online reliancy. That's a turnoff to me. And until I hear any other news, I may be off of this game. And it's sad because I want to support the actors who put into it, the developers that went into it. But this strategy, I don't know why everybody is so hellbent on us being connected to the internet so much when it comes to gaming. We've been playing games since the 70s, the late 70s, since Pong. We've enjoyed Pong without having anything. We've enjoyed Mario Brothers without having online reliancy. It, it really is. It does not need to have this dependency on a on whether you have a strong bandwidth or a high speed Internet. Can we stop with this? And even furthermore, I think I feel like there's more that they're not telling us. And I feel like this is becoming a live service game that's going to try to, you know, make us buy marketplace items, much like Marvel Avengers did. And they're just going to try to do exactly the same thing that Marvel Avengers did. And I don't think people want to go through that again. We already went through this and had to deal with it for two years. And it was a failed situation. Um, it, it's felt more than once. It didn't just fail with Marvel Avengers. It also failed with Jump Force. Jump Force was one of the first live service type of fighters and, and game experience that did it. And they, here's the thing. They even... The thing I was just telling somebody on the ACMG Facebook group the other day was that when we were talking about this was that because they didn't know that Marvel Avengers. Well, first of all, one person. Well, we'll talk about that when we talk about the apology situation, but one person didn't realize that, you know, Marvel Avengers did what they did in terms of like, you know, only trying to their their strategy was to try to just have us focus on the multiplayer aspect the life service aspect where we can just keep you wanting to buy new costumes and everything and fight online but the experience became so repetitive and boring nobody really wanted to do that um then 
originally what people don't didn't know is that Marvel Avengers story mode story campaign was only meant to be played once and then you just focus on the experience but then people was not hearing this was not having it and they voice a lot of people voiced out on social media about this and then they it, it you know they managed to get convinced Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix to say like look okay you want you want this story mode you got it like it was a like they like they, they're doing us a favor no those who who bought the game day one spent at least a hundred dollars for the whole entire bundle or season pass or whatever like that you damn right we better be able to play the story mode as many times as we want to so they they made it seem like we heard your we heard your um you know your complaints and we're going to reach out to you we're going to do this it's not going to be easy you know why it wasn't going to be easy because you weren't you weren't trying to make it you weren't originally intending to make us play the uh, story mode because if we play the story mode then we won't be playing the, the multiplayer mode and then also we won't be buying your product and i feel like this is where rocksteady is going in that direction and after everything that crystal dynamics and square enix has gone through I don't understand why this see this feels like that this is where they're going to and if this is the case why i get it you guys are trying to make more money i get it and i honestly i think you're making more than what you probably you're asking you're probably just trying to make more way too much money in this case i don't i'm, I'm not a fan the thing I'm, call me old school call me a boomer whatever the hell you want to call it i call myself seasoned intelligent educated and smart and it may take a lot of years to be that and if that's the case then i'm proud of that because what i do with that intelligence and years of education is use critical thinking which these younger kids don't do you know this is grown folk gamer talk right now people what these young kids don't do is they don't think they didn't live at the time in the past and because they don't care for much about history they don't learn lessons if you go back in history we didn't have to go through all this we enjoy games just the same i do the same thing when i when i you know with like adobe and i mentioned this before adobe and their business practice of you know charging everybody a monthly fee for the creative suite that they have when i still have the the cs6 creative suite and i still use a little bit of the cloud you know creative suite for certain things but i'm still using that old cs6 the same way that you guys are using it it lacks a few features every once in a while but and if that's the case that's when i go to some of the creative cloud stuff but it's still good but i only paid one fee for it and i wish they go back to that but they felt that these kids don't these kids don't care they don't know better they're not going to research this they don't they're not going to do the math they're not going to realize that like all this money they're charged they're paying more than they would have just paying for the creative um master suite which was like 2600 at the time i guarantee you're paying more than that yearly on that on these uh programs the same way i never got into dc universe because they wanted a monthly fee the that's back then when they did live service and they wanted a monthly fee of like 50 bucks per month to play some of these online games I was like, are you out of your mind? I can get a new game every week and have a whole new experience doing that way. Like, I'm sorry to say this, but they cater to the naivete of people. And I'm being nice when I say it that way. 
when they do people, this is why I say we have to think of ourselves more as consumers than gamers and fans because they rely on your fandom and your fandom blinds you. Your 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 you as a gamer blinds you and your your love for games blinds you from the consumer based mindset you should have when looking at these strategy and tactics that they use to try to get us to buy more. Is it really worth it? So when you play a Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, as great as this game looks and as great as Rock City is, making your solo experience online, man, that's that's really that's really you you're really hitting it hard with stretchable uh, stretching it with that one. I hope they explain it as to what exactly or the reason why we it will be online based. I hope they explain whether we can actually play it offline even i mean like what's the purpose what's the what's the point of the online need but the need for uh internet connection for the solo experience they don't express why and i think that's a big mistake on their part you know tell us why if it is in the fact that you absolutely need it that's that's going to be a problem but if it's in fact that it's required for a particular reason but it's not going to control your whole entire experience that's a whole other thing and that needs to be explained so hopefully down the line they'll explain why because people are already in every social media platform that rocksteady or um suicide squad kill the justice league has every platform they have there are people who are now making their voice heard about this and we'll see how what they got to say about that because it's also all over the media gaming media as well and uh people are not feeling this so we will see what people are feeling, however, Capcom's new reveal. <laughs> Capcom reveals three new characters uh, for Street Fighter VI, and they are doozies. We are getting the return of Zangief and Cami, and a new character by the name of Lily. Lily, I believe, is a newcomer, which looks like she's coming from Mexico, uh, with a with the um, Aztec culture involved with it as well when i say that capcom has really done a phenomenal job in terms of character design this year with this new installment i mean they did a phenomenal job these characters of color look so beautiful lily looks so stunning like representation of this game is off the charts not just from the character creation but also just i mean just the character designs as well and on top of that Street Fighter 6, the evolution of the characters alone and the character direction that they go to based on their design. I love every design that I'm seeing so far. Zangief is no longer using the short tights. He is now in long tights. He actually also wears a mask, which I hope that you can be able to wear in the game as well. Um, long tight Zangief is awesome. Long tight Zangief, along with the idea that he is also... Um, using more wrestling moves he is very wrestler based now he's more wrestling centric than he's ever been he's using the jackhammer for uh goldberg's jackhammer he's using a spinning tombstone pile driver now um power bombs now and like he's really coming off like a wrestler a full-blown wrestler he's using a dragon whip too like i'm like dude he's using strong style tactics in these games so i i can't wait to play zangief zangief 
is a character that uses a lot of full circle motion moves. Um, I think he's one of those characters for people who are not used to using the full circle motion moves is better for traditional, um, you know, controls. So, but either way, man, I cannot wait to play a Zangief. If people, there are certain people who can play Zangief from an eSport aspect who are really good at playing them before. Oh, I can't wait to see what they do with them right now. <laughs> I cannot wait. So looking forward to that. Cammy, talk about visual changes here too. She no longer has to, uh, she cut the ponytails. She cut the pigtails that she had. She has a shortcut, looks awesome. And you don't recognize her until you realize what she's wearing, which is like the Union Jack, you know, gear and everything. And you automatically, or the Australian, you know, uh, Union Jack gear. And it's all, you automatically knows that that is Cammy. And um, same awesome looking Cammy as well. Yeah, um, they gave her a new look, new shape, if you will. And she looks as deadly as ever. One of the moves that she does takes pays homage to the actual original street, the first anime Street Fighter movie, where she uh, goes on top of the shoulder, she snaps the neck, she goes in the back and kicks the um, the legs behind. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love that they did that. Um, I'm looking forward to it. So we got three new people coming in uh, Street Fighter Six, and much more to come when it arrives in June. I believe June 6th is coming. So I am so excited. This is one of the, besides, um, you know, tears of the mountain. This is my most anticipated game this year. I cannot wait. I'm so excited about what to expect. Like if you play the, um, if you played the beta, oh, oh, you got a lot to look for. You know, you got a lot to look forward to, especially when it comes to the creative suite and all this. Stuff. Oh, I just love it. So that has been announced. Baldur's Gate three got a launch date for it august 31st um i was impressed with this um from a standpoint that the gameplay mimics a lot uh like marvel uh what is that marvel's midnight sun and that type of in that type of way without the card battle bases term totally turn base in this case but it's like isometric yeah turn base if you will the visuals is stunning the graphics is stunning. Um, lots of multiplayer combat going on here. And it's going to be released in a PlayStation 5 and the PC on August 31st. So stay tuned for that. Resident Evil 4 gets another trailer that confirms a um, the return of mercenary mode in here. Uh, really awesome. Really looks awesome. And there's some other changes that is going to be happening too. And you get a first look at the uh, boss fight with Jack Krauser and as well so there's a lot to look forward to i almost really looking at the gameplay i was like yo i may actually want to play this because it's not like as creepy as you would expect it, you know for those who don't play resident evil 4 and is not really into zombie horror survival games i kind of you know like me i kind of ward off it but seeing that leon is actually like beating up these guys he's doing like German suplexes on these dudes and and kicks and all that stuff. He has he has a bit of a martial arts background or mixed martial arts background. That, that actually can draw me in. I would love to see them do more stuff like that. But of course, you got to risk not getting bit by these damn things. So that's a whole thing there. So, but that is uh that is coming. They haven't really put out a release date for that yet. Um, but we will see. Bungie reveals destiny 2 Lightfall, which uh has a trailer uh that released and 
it is launching on the 28th next week. Saw this, was really interested in this, but then immediately just got turned off when I found that it was only like an online live service experience. But for what it's worth, it looks pretty damn awesome. I will say that. Just again, it's one of those things is like, I got, yes, I have high speed internet. I have Xfinity, the X1, or whatever like that. I have strong bandwidth. I, 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 that doesn't mean I care about playing games. Like, I think this is really why I haven't played, um, Genshin Impact anymore because it's just, I'm, I hate the idea that I'm playing. I'm so, I get so engulfed in this game and I'm always afraid something's going to happen where I can't play this game anymore. Or they just, two things can happen when you play live service games. Game can be shut down for maintenance or the game ends and they just turn the server off and you'll never ever be able to play the game again. If you, if it was offline, if it was on your hard drive, you can play it as many times as you want. That's what they, that's what they do now. And I hope this doesn't become a permanent thing. Ah, damn it. Gaming industry. Sony uh, also revealed five games for the PS VR two. Uh, some really good games. The Foglands looks really cool. All of them are like first person, first person view for God's sake. Green Hill was also Green Hell, I should say, is also announced too. Tetris Effect developers revealed a new game called Humanity, which really kind of looks like Pikmin in a sense. Uh, it's a puzzle. It's a it's a really cool looking puzzle game, but um, it looks like Pikmin's and Legumins, uh, Lemmings type of style of game uh that will be out for the playstation 5 4 psvr and psvr 2 when it comes out um tashia or shia i should say is uh coming into uh playstation plus along with a lot of other games that have been announced as well goodbye volcano high is coming to playstation 5 and playstation 4 june 15th this game is awesome it looks like a beautifully drawn animated narrative based novel based game really cool story involving characters that are like they're humanoid animals of sort of sorts um but they're you know the, the theme the subject matter is very adult oriented very sophisticated you know but they're animals they're an, they're humanoid like animals or whatever um I, I, if i'm correct this game may also be available for the nintendo switch too uh around the time as well but this is coming out june 15th i normally don't play too many narrative based games there's only a few that i've gotten into like anything that telltale does this one actually i might want to get into it just the story of it looks really cool it's about like five teens that are all animals that talk and walk and smoke <laughs> whatever um they, you know, you got five, it's a basically coming of age, you know, game. it's a coming of age story. Five teams, five teens are about to, you know, you know, leave high school. They're in a band. They're trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives. And they're going to all split up. They're going to leave each other. Um, how they get about it, how they, you know, they, how they spend time with each other throughout the entire summer before, you know, high school, you know, or high school ends. Are they going to stay together? I liked it because there's some elements of some real world elements to it, you know, with these humano animals. And um, there's some awesome rhythm based type of deals because they're in a band. So there's going to be some rhythm based mini games added to it as well. That goes along with the story. I actually may want to get into this. I got a feeling this may be a 
this this game may be a nominated game this year i just got a feeling it's just the art style is so beautiful and the story looks intriguing and you know i may jump on this when it comes out so you know stay tuned for that i'm both excited and a little bit confused and slightly upset about this next announcement here because it involves one of my favorite anime characters who is also voiced by one of my good friends naruto cross Barto Ultimate Ninja Storm Connection has been announced by Bandai Namco. You should be excited about this because this will be on the Nintendo. I'm sorry, not the Nintendo Switch. Actually, it may actually be on a Nintendo Switch, but this is geared right now. This was really this was announced on State of Play. Now, that doesn't mean that this is exclusive. This may not be exclusive. If there's coming out here, chances are it's coming out on the Nintendo Switch and Xbox uh, Series X and S. What I'm a little bit torn about with this game is called Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections. The reason why they call it that is because they're combining all three sagas into one whole game. And on top of that, adding some new characters along with it. Sounds awesome if you did not play the first three games already, or if you did not own the first three games that they previously re-released on the, on the Nintendo Switch, on the PlayStation 5 and Xbox. Now, Bandai Namco wants us to once again pay money probably about 40, $50 or 60 for the same thing all over again, but on a PlayStation five, which means the an Xbox series X, which means also there's going to be no loading time or very, very, very short loading time for the PlayStation five and Xbox series X. It may be PC. I'm a little bit torn about this because I don't know if I want to pay another fee for a game that I already have. And they, all I get is a bunch of new. Now, all right, here's the thing. I would definitely pay this if it includes the Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Generations game in there. If they add that to the game, then I am all for it because that was the one game that I wanted to play on a Nintendo Switch. Or, or I wanted them to bring back, but they never did. And I actually liked that game because it was like a different type of, you know, Ultimate Ninja Storm gameplay. It had even an original story in there. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm cool with playing this game all over again, even though, even on the PlayStation 5, because I can still play it on the PlayStation 4 versions, but it's just like stronger load is it's faster loading time. And the resolution and lighting and coloring and all that stuff are, are more vibrant this time around. But it's the same port, just combined. They didn't. There was nothing really needed to be changed because the game is already awesome. It looks visually stunning and awesome already. There's really nothing you could need to do. I need to know more about this game before I say like, okay, I really got to buy this game all over again just to get all this. Because if it's just the same stuff, then I'll just enjoy what I already have. Like this is Malibu Stacy with a hat. For Simpsons fans, you understand what that is. I don't know about this. I, 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 you know, if you didn't buy Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm in the first four, then yeah, go out of your way, get it. 
I don't like the fact that they're cat. You know, this is a cash grab. This is this this to me is getting cash grab cash grab vibes. Like I already bought the first four, so I gotta buy this whole thing again. And then I just have the first four just laying around. No, I don't need to. What are you giving me more other than new characters? I I need more. I need more out of this than that. I, I we'll see how this goes. But if you already own the all four of the previous Ultimate Ninja Storm games, I don't know if this is going to be a good deal for you. Even with the new characters, I don't know if the new characters are going to be enough for that. I mean, some people will be like, will not pay attention to that. And this is the naivete of the gaming industry that they pride on. Others who use critical thinking is going to be like, wait a minute, I already got all four. What are you, aside from the new characters, what are you providing? Unless you're providing a, you know, the addition of, you know, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Generations. I'm good. I am good with this. So um, that's uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see that by air. I was just really kind of I'm torn with this one. I'm, I, I'm mixed with that one. So we'll see. Um, we also got a new trailer for Wayfinder, which is from Digital Extremes. Um, this looks like a action RPG game. I believe this may be a I don't know if this is a uh, a, a, a live service game or not or whatever like that. But uh, it's coming out. looks awesome. Look, you know, play style looks a lot like uh, Overwatch to that extent. And um, looks awesome. So that was everything that was pretty much announced for the uh, state of play. And I will say this. It was a, a better state of play than we've seen normally. They, they've been coming along pretty well. It hasn't been extremely epic uh, as of yet, but they've been solid. And that's more than what it was before, because these state of plays, when they first came out, they were lackluster. They didn't, they didn't, they weren't exciting at all. The last one or two that has come out has been above average, which is great. But, um, we do have some awesome things to look forward to for the PlayStation. So I, I am, uh, very excited about that. So we, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what's coming up. But did it to me, did it measure up to what we saw with, um, Nintendo direct that just passed? No because their announcements were way, they had way more games to announce on their um, Nintendo Direct Showcase. And then on top of that, they bust out with uh, a shadow drop of Metroid Prime, a remastered version of Metroid Prime. So it didn't live, to me, it didn't live up. And, and when you compare and contrast, they didn't wow us like Nintendo did, not by a stretch. Um, and in fact, a lot of the news that came out of this one more infuriated fans than anything because of the, you know, the Suicide Squad information that we just discovered and whatnot. So the I think the savior of the the showcase for State of Play was Street Fighter Six, in my opinion. And then on top of you know some of the VR stuff, I'll admit I, some of the VR stuff. If you like the VR stuff, I think you got something to look forward to with the VR stuff. Um, everything else was pretty solid, but the I think the highlight the the the, um, the highlight was Street Fighter Six to that measure, and. Um, you know, kudos to them. We'll see what happens. I already pre-ordered, you know, uh, Street Fighter Six. I'm ready to roll with that game. June cannot come quick enough with that game. I know we're going to get so much more, you know, to look forward to with the announcements with that, including a new comic book coming soon by Unan Entertainment, which announced the release of a new series based on Street Fighter Six, which is coming in May. The series will include cover art and insight art from legendary Street Fighter illustrators such as Ginzu Man, Edwin Hong, fan favorite, Long Vo, 
the founder of Udon Entertainment and one of the baddest, most powerful illustrators to ever draw Street Fighter. I'm telling you. And I'm not just saying it because I actually got a chance to do a panel, a live panel with him here in Philly. <laughs> okay. Which I will say, talk about full circle. I first met Longvo or saw Longvo or been introduced to Longvo at San Diego Comic-Con. I actually have a illustration of Longvo uh, that he he drew for me when I purchased the, I uh, went to the Una Entertainment booth and I um, purchased one the like the big um, art book for Capcom. So anybody who brought a art book from Capcom gets a illustration from one of the Udon artists and Longvo just happened to be the one. He drew this and I still have it, this badass drawing of, of uh, Ryu. In, in, on the inside um, sheet of the book. Lo and behold, that was like, what, 2017, I believe? Lo and behold, unbeknownst to anybody that I would end up being in a, you know, uh, moderating a panel with him and uh, Jeffrey Cruz, AKA Chamba, in Phil here in Philadelphia. And that meant full circle. And this led to me interviewing Chamba on Talk Time Live. You know, he's come to on the show twice. I may try to get him again because the hype of Street Fighter Six coming um, soon. So he's finally touring, I believe, too. So he's finally free from Australia and whatnot. So um, hopefully we'll get a chance to get him back on. I think closer to when we get to you know Street Fighter, I want to get him back on, see if he has the time to do it. But, um, you know, it's really awesome that I, I was able to, you know, and the fact that they gave me a customized shirt that I only wore twice. I will not, this is a limited edition shirt. I, I keep saying I'm gonna frame that shirt because it, it's, it means a lot to me that they gave me the shirt. It has, it's a customized shirt that they did, a limited edition shirt that they did with a ver a drawing from that he did of, uh, of Longvo did of Ryu and Chamba did of uh, Ken. And it's all in one shirt. And I was like, this is perfect. Cause I asked him, you know, I wanted to wear a shirt for the, um, for the panel. And they looked out for me and got me a shirt that involved both their art um, work in there. And it was just beautiful. I still have a picture of this. It's it's just, oh, you couldn't have had a better time than I had with that day. But um, also going to be, uh, you're going to see art from Bengus, the legendary Bengus. If you love Street Fighter Alpha, that's the dude you're going to love. Also, legendary artist from SNK. Shin, uh, Shinkiro, if you, you recognize his art from King of Fighters uh, series and all that, you know, that, that you know, guy, he's on there. He's going to be doing a, a cover on there as well. Um, no word or whether a digital release will be coming, but a free zero issue will be available in free comic book day uh, in May. Now, all of these issues are supposed to be prequels to the upcoming game. So we're going to get a little bit of storyline of what's going to happen from the game, from these comics. So get ready and they're coming and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I cannot wait to these. And maybe that's when I should uh, get him to come on around that time. So I will definitely, I will definitely do that. So stay tuned for that. Actually, I do have one more shred of news to talk about. And it is an apology from one of the co-creative directors of Marvel Avengers, Bertosu Cesar, was the creative director of Virtu uh, Virtuos 
and had a hand in helping the failed development of Square Enix uh, Marvel Avengers. Now we've always known that Square Enix and you know has been the main developers but i didn't know that they had a uh, third party involved in this to try to help in as well in an interview with edge magazine cesar apologizes and says that it was a challenging production in regards to the making of the game and its ongoing progression he didn't go into further details on what went what they went through or the decision to end the development after two years, which is leading to us getting all of the content for free uh, sometime in March. The fact that anybody involved with that game gave an apology to me is great because, oh, but at the same time is, you know, too little too late at the same time. But the fact that they own, they somebody's owning up to the failure of that game is great because we've had this situation since day one and they refuse to admit defeat in this and i think if they kind of did early on it probably would have helped out with the support of this game them put hiding things under the rug and not acknowledging things and you know not admitting to everything like the stuff that we went through with this game was just ridiculous the fact that some people didn't realize see there are two people there are two groups of people involved with this game in terms of fans and consumers there are those who brought it day one and know what the horror that they, we went through and there are those who brought it a year or two later those who brought it a year or two later saw a more stable version of the game those who brought it day one saw a disaster of a game that also included a lot of bugs glitches and a lot of crashes in the game they had to fix this game it took them two years to really make this game stable to make it look visually pleasing the way it looked if you people tend to forget because they don't like to look at history if you go back to e3 2019 it was one of the worst presentations ever the crowd reaction to the look of the game was deafening it was you cannot you could hear a pin drop because people were not excited or impressed by what they saw and it led to a lot of memes being shown calling you know captain america dad you know daddy america or you know black widow looks like a soccer mom or something like that they just look like people cosplaying as the avengers and not the real avengers like we knew that we weren't getting you know chris evans and scarlett johansson or anything but damn these guys don't even look convincing it took them a lot of time to re to remodel those figures those characters and get this game in gear make it stable and make it you know stable enough not to crash or whatever like that the story mode was the strongest point of the game and there was a point where they weren't going to give us the story mode after beating it once they were I, i've mentioned it before when we were talking about square enix i mean not square enix uh suicide squad killed the justice league there were people in the acmt facebook group who didn't realize this is how bad this game was when it first came out because they bought it like a year or two later and they were defend like you if you haven't bought the game day one you have no defense you have no merit because you didn't go through what we went through so trying to defend the game that we played in day one you you don't know what we went through you're jumping on it now and defending it like don't be no do your history learn what happened before and what happened before was they were they had an unfinished game it was a rush process because maybe shareholders or whatever are rushing them to do it i don't know and it was an unforgiving 
approach to people who paid you know a lot of money to play this game to enjoy a marvel game on top of that their plans were to only let us play the story mode once to allow so they can focus on the multiplayer and the multiplayer turned out to be a flop it was a repetitive experience and people were not trying to hear it and then you want us to, on top of that to buy more content well this is what happens and i hope everybody including warner brothers discovery wb games and who and rocksteady don't do this because of situations you don't want to be the one you don't want to be virtu uh cesar apologizing at the end of this process you don't want this don't do it <laughs> just don't but to credit to credit him he's one of the first and only people that i've heard from the project that has ever apologized for it so to that i say kudos to him all right folks that will do it for this part of the segment we're going to take a break come back and we're going to enter the final stage to talk about like a dragon ishin by sega and ryu ga gotoku studios and uh we'll talk about that right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley flanagan the voice of naruto this is stephanie shea the voice of sailor moon this is ruben langdon voice of ken masters and dante from devil may cry hey there this is kyle abear the voice of ryu from street fighter 5 this is chris battle character designer of teen titans go here's your chance to check out all of that and more on talk time live.com talktomlive.com provides all of our acmg content with new and previous episodes exclusive interviews articles and much more visit talktomlive.com and let us help you learn to let go live life and love all things acmg talk time live have reached the final stage of this program and i'm here to review like a dragon ishin by ryu gagotaku studios and sega they sega published and developed this along with ryu gagotaku studios and at this point because i now know the translation of ryu gagotaku i'm going to refer to them as like a dragon games because ryu, ryu gagotaku does translate as like a dragon so at this point it's to keep myself from tongue twisting that i will say like a dragon studios from this point on but i will say um that this this game is just awesome before i even do that though i do i, I do have to mention this i didn't mention this in the last segment but just announced yesterday in an earnings call by warner brothers discovery was the announcement that not only are we getting suicide squad kill the justice league we're also officially getting Mortal Kombat 12, which is slated to come out this year. Um, recently, in an earnest call by WB Discovery, they talked about uh, coming. They literally said it in a video. Uh, Wario 64 posted it. Uh, I re or retweet from AI 13 that 
stated that showed the clip of the earnest call of them announcing that mortal kombat 12 will be coming out this year so um that's exciting news because we didn't know what the hell was going on in terms of what warner brothers discovery was doing if you've been following what warner brothers discovery you've been doing it's been a merger between discovery and warner brothers and now they're merged into one and with that said there's been a lot of cuts a lot of cancels uh canceled series and shows and people were just on edge with this and one of which is netherrealm studios another one will be all elite wrestling because nobody knew what the hell was going to happen safe to say they're both safe all elite wrestling is not only coming out with their own game but they are also getting they they uh, a new series is coming out that is going to replace power slap thank god so um i hope that one gets canceled but um they're safe in netherrealm apparently safe because you know mortal kombat 12 is coming in this year and you know people were probably weird and strange to the fact that we didn't get any really hype for this any hype promotion probably not because they didn't know what the hell's going on they didn't know what was gonna what was gonna happen um netherworld studios seem to be safe we're getting one and now when you really think about it we're getting three awesome fighting games this year i believe mortal uh tekken 8 is also coming out this year if i'm correct um so my goodness we're let me see tekken 8 what is that slated to come out no that's coming out 2014 i mean 2024 i said 14. so all right we got two of the pillars of fighting games come out and actually it makes sense because literally these two even no offense to tekken or king of fighters they were slighted afterwards but literally mortal kombat 12 and street fighter 6 are the are the strongest pillars of fighting games in, in the history of fighting games so it it really awesome that they're both coming back and possibly will be competing for best you know best fighting game of the year there's no other fighting game that's going to be able to top those two capcom is a is a force to be reckoned with netherrealm studios is the only one that can compete with them at this point and then on top of it if, if bandai namco would have came out there would have been a chance that tekken would have done it too we would have had the three pillars of fighting games out this year so but that's not slated to 2024 which is great it's probably great because you know these two games are now coming out and it's not to say that bandai namco wouldn't be able to compete with them using tekken uh eight but man this would have been a hell of a year for fighting games if that would have oh but nonetheless that's coming that's awesome i'm looking forward to it two things i want to see i want to see it on a switch I, this is the only game it's probably one of the only games i will buy it on a switch and a ps5 because i want to see the 4k resolution of the graphics on um on a ps5 but i also want to take it on the go my second wish this better not be fan service i mean live service i do not want to see this with online reliancy complete online reliancy i should say even if it needs something for one particular mode or whatever like that is one thing i want my single player experience i want my my entire single player experience to be offline base i don't need it i don't need internet connection i don't want internet connection on my stuff just make unless it needs to be patched up that's it that's all i need otherwise bring it i'm ready for it all right now that we got that out of the way let's talk about like a dragon ishin we have gotten a chance to play this game i should say i got a chance to play this game and overall it's going to be a lot of good reasons why you want to get this game you know we're going to be basing it on my grading system which is originality overall uh 
overall graphics, sound and music, gameplay, fun factor, replay value, actor performances, and story. So let's get on with it, people. Let's talk about originality. I mean, as far as originality goes, if you play one Yakuza game or Yakuza like a dragon game, for those who don't know, they now reverted back to re renaming it like a dragon, which uh, from what I've read was that was the case in Japan. It was already called like a dragon in Japan. They when they localized it and brought it to the States, they changed it to Yakuza for some reason. I mean, it did work um, based on the premise of the story, but now they reverted back now that the whole all the series everything coming out from this point will be called like a dragon uh, as it was originally intended to so but if you played one yakuza slash Yak like a dragon game you played them all that is far from a bad thing you know because even though you're playing the same type of game you know what to expect there are there are always something new and fun to play in these realms and and you're just engulfed in this entire citywide um universe that just um, that really draws you in and just immerses you in so i really appreciate what they do when they create the dragon engine or in this case i believe it's called the havoc engine now i don't know if it's the same dragon engine that they did or they, they changed it around but that seems to be the case there um you know as far as that i mean that's never a bad thing i can play every single yakuza game and fully get drawn into their world from there this one has a new combat system that allows you to fight with four different fighting styles and in an intriguing story that precedes the first yakuza game so this is a prequel and you can't deny the fun that you will have playing like a dragon ishin here and i should say in terms of story I mean, we'll get to the story part, but like for those who don't know, we'll talk about the story right now. The story takes place around the Tokugawa era, and it is involving a character by the name of Sakamoto Ryuma. Now, interesting. It's a new character, but it's not a new character because what they did what like a dragon studios did here was they used all the familiar fan favorite characters from the yakuza series including kazuma kiryu who's the main character of the yakuza series now playing the role of sakamoto ryuma so all the likenesses are the same they just have different names now and they're playing different roles based on this era of japan um so basically what's happening here you, you ever watch like one of those car you watch a cartoon or tv show when they flash back into a certain time and they're telling the story, but everybody, all the characters are repri you know, reply like playing the roles of those, you know, historical characters. That's what they did here. I love that they did this. I thought it was pretty cool uh, for them to do. They could have easily just created brand new characters based around it. No, but they, they made, they used the same characters that they had, but gave them different hairstyles um new clothing skins all that stuff and it just became a lot of fun so you're still it's still a little bit new but somewhat familiar with the whole thing is it is really cool so the story of this is that sakamoto ryuma is out for revenge and is trying to seek justice on the person who slayed and murdered his father figure slash master now sakamoto ryuma's story kind of mimics that of um Kazuma, Kazuma Kiryu in a sense that 
Sakamoto was also an orphan in this. And, you know, his father figure was, I believe, the same father figure from the original series. But he was killed. And now he's out to seek revenge. And he does so trying to find the person who murdered him. The person who murdered him has a particular fighting style that is only used by a certain amount of people. This leads him to travel to a different land to find the inf and, and you know, going to cover to join the infamous uh, Shinsen uh, Gumi clan and goes under a new alias of Sa uh, Saito Hajime. And he's from this point searching to see which one of the members of the Shinsen Gumi may be the one who slayed his, fa his uh, father figure. And that's how the story goes from that point. But within it, all these, as you would expect from a, a Like a Dragon or Yakuza game, a lot of twists and turns are coming your way with this. And, you know, if you're fans of some of these game characters from the series, don't get too attached because <laughs> there's some things that happen in this game. But, you know, other than that, it's like the originality part is not that original, but it's original in terms of how they used these characters and premises. This, you know, everything that you expect from a like a dragon game is all here. And that is a great thing because that's what makes the game so awesome. So it's, it's as far as graphics, I was, a, I mean, the graphics are always great. Uh, you know, like a dragon studios, Sega in general are revo are revolutionary. They've been revolutionary since the since the Dreamcast era, because they came out, Yu Suzuki came out with Shinmu, which was a visual game changer. It was the first time we actually got to see photorealistic characters in a game that actually looked I mean, even if you look back then, I mean, like it looks outdated now, but back then that was as close to realism that you got in a video game. And like a Dragon Studios went on to further that with the like a dragon or yakuza series by doing using that same structure that same platform that template if you will and expanding on it and just you know creating this entirely new world and series and you talk about if you never visit japan play this game you'll feel like you were in japan because they they did a whole entire scope uh of a region in japan that makes you feel like you're actually there and it really makes you understand the culture and everything. Well, now they did the same thing, but now we're, you know, it's a prequel during this, uh, ten, um, the Takagawa era. And it's stunning. With that said, the Yakuza Like a Dragon series has always been revolutionary as far as the photorealistic characters and models. And while it is stunning, I did feel that this game fell off just a little bit in terms of the character models, which didn't live up to the cutscenes in the beginning of the game and actually somewhat throughout the game to some extent. I could tell easily from the cutscenes to the character models and why that is bothering me is because this game, this game actually is a PS5 game. And you want, and I know they played this on a PS4 too. And I think maybe that's the reason why they couldn't go a little bit further with it. I don't know. Or they could be, I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I, it's hard for me to say, but what I know is that as great as the game looked, I, I find it hard for me to really, in, you know, 
be immersed in the game when I can see obviously that the cutscene looks a little bit better than the actual character models. And we've had games last year like God of War and I'm always going to go to God of War and I'm always going to go to um, Horizon Forbidden West where the characters it, for the most part, when you play through the game, you can't tell the you can't tell the actual CGI cutscenes to the actual gameplay. Like it, it 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 assimilates very smoothly into that point. Not so much here, and that's not saying like this game does it visually great. It is. It's just there's some parts of it where I knew that like this was this was a situation that you know didn't live up to what I expected them to live up. And I will say this too, after playing judgment, the, both judgment games, for some reason that game does it better. The judgment games do it better when it terms to switching from cutscenes to, um, you know, gameplay, you can't tell the difference for the most part, because they look absolutely tremendous. I don't know if judgment lost was made for the PS4, but man, did that game look really good here? It looked stunning. It looked awesome. You can still see the great amount of detail, but you can also see edges of the of, of the character models. Whereas when you watch the CGI mode, it's like smooth textures, it's smooth lines in there. I, I, you know, it, it was it wasn't a deal breaker by any stretch. It still looks awesome. But it, you know, from my keen eye, I just I noticed that and it kind of took me took away from me. But as I played through the game, it got better. And what made the experience better for me was the Shin, uh, Shin uh, Gumi captain set, which is a DLC set of assortment of Hori uh, design robes for uh, for Sakamoto and the squad that you have. You can switch it up, you know, throughout the game. And then during the cutscenes, they actually do wear the exact, you know, uh, sorry robes and garments that you you know, uh, pick for them throughout the game's cutscenes and everything. So that kind of made the experience a little bit better, but I could tell it was just a little bit of a step back, but not too much that it was like, it, it, it took away my enjoyment still visually, still visually stunning, but it's not the best that I've seen in, in terms of that. It was, it, it's really, it's really close, but not enough. Um, in terms of the environments, the story locations took place in Kyo and Tulsa. And the communities are just beautiful, you know, giving us a window side view of the Tokugawa era and just walking through those villages and, you know, villas and whatnot. Again, it's like if you've never been to Japan or, you know, understood the history of Japan and experience, Like a Dragon Studios does a great job, you know, getting you to, you know, feel the what it feels like to be in that in that world, in that era. Uh, really just fantastic. You can't help but to just want to walk around and hang out, eat restaurants, visit the villas, go, you know, sing somewhere, or, you know, just fight whoever that comes your way who tries to rob you every so often. Just so much to enjoy in this game. So sound, music, um, fantastic cinematic theatrical score by composer Hidenori Soji. And that continues tradition of provoking, uh, providing intense, dramatic and quirky moments in the game as well and it's always quirky moments in the game just beautiful and realistic landscapes all around the area as well too um i will say that for the environments just uh i would love to live in this time in japan if had they not have so much murder <laughs> like we talk about like 
places in the United States. I don't know, man. You like the probability of you staying alive in the, in, in the feudal Japan era is probably way less than it is now today. Like it, it's just crazy. Not to take, not to compare and contrast, but I mean, like it's, it's just all around. Let's talk about gameplay. Gameplay, um, the installment takes shades of like two of the previous Like a Dragon games. One is Judgment, which is the spinoff of Like a Dragon. And for those who don't remember, Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise, which is another Like a Dragon Studios game that I was just playing before I was playing this. I started replaying uh, Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise. It's one of my favorite Ryo, uh, Ryu Ga Gotoku games um, that they've made. I mean, this was right up to Allery. I thought it was just a perfect game for them to make. And um, I really loved it. Now, what I've noticed from Like a Dragon Ishin is that based on my gameplay of uh, the Judgment games, especially Judgment Lost recently, because they did so much with that, and Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise, I've seen elements of both of those games on air. Like I said, if you play one, you played them all, but within each one, there's some different distinguished or a distinction between all of them that differentiates it from each other. So like when I say you play the one who played the all, the core game and the base and, and the style of game is the same, but there's always like, like the Dynasty Warrior games, there's a plenty of Dynasty Warrior, you know, iterations, but each one of them provides something different that makes you want to play all of them. Same thing goes here. Much like the Judgment series, you have a combat system that uh, you can switch uh, different fighting styles. Here, Sakamoto Ryoma, uh, has four different styles to switch up to that you can switch on every time during combat. And that's Swordsman, Gunman, Wild Dancer, which is gun and sword combo, and Brawler. So yes, this is kind of a Samurai Western in a lot of ways because he's using a six shooter pistol along the way. And from time to times, you will learn how to use this and become John Wick Tokugawa edition. <laughs> okay. So in the beginning of the combat, it does feel a little bit limited, but as you earn more spirit orbs much like you do with the other games there's a spirit orb system with the skill tree and whatnot you will it you know the system affords you the opportunity to upgrade your move set and come out with more stylish and more powerful moves from then so like as you progress through the game the gameplay becomes a lot more fun to play in here you can also unlock new moves by training in the dojos based around the four fighting styles like a dragon ishin is one of the first to have a combat system fully reliant on weapons in here. So like a dragon, uh, added like a dragon studios, I should say, added a weapon building system that allows you to craft, upgrade your swords, guns, and sub weapons and other attributes as well. Some, uh, weapons can be enhanced with cool abilities and powers. Uh, some of the swords that you have may be engulfed in flames, engulfed in energy, or engulfed in air, wind, or whatever, like some elemental ability as well. If you, like I said, if you played one <laughs> like a dragon game, you played them all because there's always some awesome Street Fighter like, you know, weaponry that you could do in this game. You become Goku in some cases. Later in the game, you will acquire the ability to use uh, Trooper Elite cards. I believe I'm probably saying it wrong, but it, you know, Trooper Elite cards is something that you do use and it's a card based system that is similar to the judgment series because in the judgment series you have these you know orbs you got this system where you could get these orbs that allows you to have some sort of powers or abilities to help you through you know enemies every so soon while so acquiring different 
trooper elite cards will give you various abilities that will help you gain the advantage some trooper card some trooper elite cards boost your stats ward off enemies distract enemies summon animals to attack them or it's some really wild and crazy stills with this um or even acquire spiritual powers that will take out multiple enemies some of the trooper cards are based on well-known public figures celebrities and influencers like aew wrestler kenny omega who provides a move called the one winged angel which waves a spiritual energy around enemies taking them out and then on top of that there's a line that says uh i bid you adieu good night and good day uh what is good day and good night bang his normal catchphrase is on there too so i thought that was awesome there's some other influencers and k-pop stars and whatnot in there as well it's really it's pretty cool uh segment i really wish that they what i really wish like they did with um yakuza like a dragon is that i wanted them to do a summon of kenny omega where he comes in due to v trigger <laughs> and knock somebody off that would have been awesome but this was just like a really cool homage to do for these guys as well so i liked it i really enjoyed it fun factor as i said before you played one you played them all which means you'll be spending hours having much fun playing the game and enjoying a gripping story pretty much no yakuza like a dragon game is complete without a wacky sub story in here and there's plenty of wacky sub stories which never disappoint one of my favorites it comes in the form of these people in the village that are dancing and chanting as a form of protest which uh sakamoto ryuma help uh has to help them in their path at some time and this you start listening to this and you start getting mesmerized by this because it's pretty it's pretty cool you know dance and they sing this little chant as well and uh i'm like i listen to this chant i'm like you know i want to i want somebody in hip-hop to sample this because i guarantee they can sample this and make it into something really dope <laughs> it's kind of and it was funny too because i'm thinking like this is kind of their like if you if you played the game already you've seen this sub um story i kind of call this like japan's version of uh hip-hop hooray <laughs> in a sense so dozens of fun mini games some rhythm based as well uh that will entertain you when needing to take a break from the main plot while looking to uh upgrade sakamoto's stats as well the villa allows you to harvest crops you can also create new entrees as well as uh you know sell them to, to get more money throughout the game though you will gain virtual points that will help you increase your abilities upgrade your uh item capacity and decorate your villa as well uh in terms of replay value so many things that i've mentioned that will let you play this game for hours on end when i say the replay value is big it's always big when it comes to yakuza like a dragon games um i i, I see no different here like you'll be in here for hours you can totally and then i'm pretty sure there's a replay um a, a new game plus in here too so you'll be able to go back and replay every single part of it i'm actually at the very end right now i haven't finished it but i'm at the very very end to the point i can definitely review this game by now and enjoy i've enjoyed every bit of this game thus far um like i'm at chapter i'm at chapter four, uh 14 at this point so i've gotten through everything at this point and i won't spoil everything that has gotten here because some awesome moments really tongued you know some really uh twists and turns in here as well so really great writing 
from the uh from the story crew in this uh like a dragon studios gives you a full course meal with this game and it always gives you your money's worth like i feel like i compare this game to going to like a, an indian restaurant when you go to an indian restaurant you pay a certain fee but you get a lot of food and a lot of great food from it this is exactly the same thing to me like when you're paying this amount of money you're getting you're gonna get full you're gonna get stuffed full of greatness in this game and i really appreciate it when it came to the actor performances well i was slightly sad that we didn't get english dub cast for this one um like we did with judgment and and, and yakuza like a dragon this didn't take away anything from the enjoyment i had with the japanese cast because i've all, all the up until this point all of the games that i played had um direct japanese ca uh, cast and crew some really famous uh well-known voices as well from you know japan's version of hollywood even not understanding the language without subtitles the performances and chemistry seemed to work very well when it came to uh understanding the dialogue and whatnot of course subtitle helped edit greatly you will get sucked in right into the plot and the characters very easily and i should note that for some reason imdb did not release any of the names of the actors as of yet it's still to this at this time um so in terms of the story we'll go back to the story as always you know the series brings a dark and intense drama about loyalty and deception with a few twists and turns along the way using characters from the original series to play new roles was a great touch and provided some fresh character direction and yet still have some familiar uh, familiarity <laughs> with the series if you think you know what's going to happen with your favorite characters you went for a treat so overall i i mean you could just hear from what i just said this is a game a must for yakuza fans this is a must for people who like hack and slash games action games this is a very violent game i will say this as well like a lot of the the qte moves that you have in this game are brutal they are very violent this is not a kid's game so i uh, just want to put that out there this is a very adult game to that extent um but nonetheless is a it's a lot of fun i enjoyed it i always enjoy it I, this is one of those games i may actually play through again um if not sooner down the line or whatever like that it's just worth it it was a very fun experience liked it just as much as i did um yakuza 6 as well which is one of my favorite yakuza games and uh there's a lot to enjoy so here's my grading for this originality gets a 75 percent because it wasn't really original but you know which even though it was original wasn't original that doesn't mean it wasn't good overall graphics 90 percent like i said it was great but it the lack the the contrast of the cutscene and the gameplay i can easily tell I can easily tell from there. Sound of music was 100, just awesome, really well. Gameplay was 100 for me. Fun factor was 100. Replay value 90% for me. Um, actor performance is 100% and story 100%, giving this a grade a 94%, 94.4%, which means it gets a solid A for me. This game, if you played it, if you played uh, one awesome Yakuza game, you're about to play another. Go out of your way get this game it is fantastic folks just you won't be you won't be stared away and guess what 
apparently there are two more like a dragon games coming very soon like a dragon 8 i believe is coming out this year and uh like a dragon gaiden is also coming out this year as well which i believe is featuring the return of kazuma kiryu so we thought that he was we were going to end the series with him nope he's coming back in some form or fashion or he's coming in under a different name we don't know we will see but like a dragon ishin add this to your uh yakuza like a dragon collection you will not be disappointed folks that will do it for this edition of select start i hope you guys enjoyed it now unfortunately like i said i will be out this week so there will be no main show i got i got some traveling to do and unfortunately my guest is not yet ready to be available at this time so we're still talking we're still trying to get this person on but she is coming and uh you will not be disappointed in that so stay tuned for that but until then if you like this episode and every episode of talk time live you will go check us out on talktimelive.com where all of our audio episodes our video exclusive episodes are all there our interviews and everything is in there easy for you to find as well as blog entries and other things that are on there as well uh, my panels will repop that you can check out with the cast of bleach the cast of my hero academia that time i got reincarnated as a slime they are og pokemon crew uh so much more there you could go out of your way check it out go support that site go check out that site you will not be disappointed if you are at work you want something that you want to check out or you know see and you know you're into this that is where you go however if you like to subscribe or download on your favorite podcast platform we are everywhere podcasts are played that is including spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher Podbean, TuneIn, audible pocket cast pandora and yes on tumblr too if you go on tumblr you can just type in talk time live you can find us you can listen to the show there as well thank you again folks i really appreciate it and hopefully we'll get more news coming as to who's coming in and as well as what we're going to talk about next so stay tuned for all that and much more until then that will do it for me this is dax xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out of here take care and have a great weekend Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.